Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for April 9, 2019. I'm teaching a series entitled The Road to the Resurrection. So not this Sunday coming up. This Sunday coming up is Palm Sunday. The Sunday after that is Resurrection Sunday morning. And that's the day where we celebrate the death, the burial, and the subsequent resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it is, I cannot overstate the importance of the resurrection. So let's get into that. I'm going to flow in that vein on this morning. So the title of today's message is The Importance of the Resurrection, and we're going to learn something uh, from the life of the Apostle Paul. I like the way that the Apostle Paul kind of explained things, and he said something about the resurrection that is something that we should look at for this morning. So let's get into it. In our message yesterday, we looked at how Jesus said, it is finished, and with that, he bowed his head and he gave up the ghost. So no one took his life. He willingly gave his life for us, right? And um, the fact that the father raised him from the dead after he was crucified is really what gives us hope. And that's what we'll deal with on today. Um, and let me just say this about the reason why I keep driving this home is because we today in 2019, it's like we need to be reminded what Easter Sunday is all about. And I'm not against like bunny rabbits and colorful eggs, I let my kids, you know, go on an Easter egg hunt. So I'm not against it myself, uh, but my children know what Easter Sunday is about. You, you have to teach your children the importance of Easter Sunday or Resurrection Sunday morning. It is not about bunny rabbits or chocolate eggs or anything like that. It's about the resurrection of Jesus. And it's actually what I consider to be the singular most important event in history. If, if Jesus was not raised from the dead, then it has far-reaching implications for us. And that's what we'll look at today. So once again, I told you that the Apostle Paul explained this very well. I want us, want us to take a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I'm going to read for you 1 Corinthians 15, verses 12 through 22. And I'm going to read it to you from the Passion Bible translation. Now listen to this. Just listen to the way that the Apostle Paul explains this. He says, the message that we preach is Christ, who has been raised from the dead. So how could any of you possibly say that there's no resurrection from the dead? For if there's no such thing as a resurrection from the dead, then not even Christ was raised from the dead. And if Christ wasn't raised from the dead, <laughs> then all of our preaching has been for nothing and your faith is useless. Moreover, if the dead are not raised, then that would mean that we are false witnesses and that we are misrepresenting God. And that would mean that everything that we preached is a lie. Starting or stating that God raised Jesus from the dead would be a lie if he actually did. If the dead aren't raised up, then that would mean that Christ wasn't raised up either. And if Christ is not alive, then that means that you, as a believer, you're still lost in your sins. And that means that your faith is a fantasy. It would also mean that those believers in Christ who have passed away, then that's it. They're dead and they're perished and they're never coming back. If the only benefit of our hope in Christ is limited to just this earth and this world, then we deserve to be pitied more than anyone else. He was like, he was like, listen, you know all the stuff that Paul was suffering for the cause of Christ and, and all the things that we put up with for being a believer, especially in today's society in 2019, he was like, if, if, if all of this is, is, is a fake, is a farce, is a phony, 
then we should be pitied more than anyone else because we're believing in lying. We're putting up all of, with all of this stupidity for no reason. He goes on to say, but the truth is that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead as a first fruit of a great resurrection harvest of all of us who died. He said Jesus was raised first, but all of us will be raised as well. Since for, uh, for since death came through one man, Adam, it is fitting that the resurrection from the dead would also come through one man, Christ. Even as all who are in Adam die, he says, all who are in Christ shall be made alive. So I'm saying that, listen, you cannot overstate the importance of the resurrection of Jesus. You cannot overstate the importance of Easter Sunday morning because without the resurrection of Jesus, we have nothing to preach. Without the resurrection of Jesus, we have nothing to believe in. Without the resurrection of Jesus, Paul said, our faith is a fantasy. So everything lies on the resurrection. So what does this mean to you today? I have five things to share with you on this morning. I want to get into these. I want you to open up your heart now to receive five things. Number one, the Bible teaches us that all men die in Adam. See, you, look at me for a minute. You were born in sin. You, you didn't, you were not a sinner because you sinned. You were a sinner because you were born that way. You were born in sin because of the legacy and the inheritance of Adam. But just like all men die in Adam, all men have been made alive in Christ. So you may, you may have been born in sin. Actually, you were born in sin. I was born in sin. But, but because of Jesus, you can be born again. Now, once you're born again, you are forgiven of sin and you are delivered from the power of death. So sin and death are no longer an issue for you once you are in Christ. Number two, the apostle Paul said that if the resurrection is a lie, then all of us have been deceived and we have no hope. But the good news is that it's not a lie. Jesus was raised from the dead and all of us who are in Christ will experience the same thing. So this is what we preach and we preach it to everyone everywhere. The father raised Jesus from the dead so death no longer has any power over us. When we receive Jesus, we die in him. I'm dead. I'm a dead man walking. I'm dead in him. And that's all the dying I am going to do. So when I die physically, I don't die spiritually. No, I was spirit man. My spirit man will live on forever and I will forever be with the Lord. So you and I, we don't just have hope for this world, but we actually have hope for the world to come. Number three, no other world religion has a living savior. None. You can be a member of those religions without ever meeting their deity. But if you're going to be a Christian, you have to meet Christ for yourself. <laughs> and the reason that you can meet him is because he's alive. We serve a living savior. Jesus is his name. Number four, with the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus, the father conquered Satan, hell, and the grave. Now this gives you hope, not just for today, but you have a hope that outlives this world. And this type of hope should fuel all that you do. And number five, and finally, as I close, the fact that Jesus is alive means that you can walk with him and you can talk with him. You, you, you don't serve a God that, that doesn't know what it's like to be a human. I mean, he was tempted in every way. He put up with all these things so that he could relate to you. And now you can walk with him and he can walk with you and he can relate to you and he can connect to you or with you on every level. So talk to Jesus, walk with him. Without him, there's lots of things that you can't do. But with him, Philippians 4.13 says that we can do all things. So enter into this day, not just with 
a hope that is burning for this world, not just with the hope that is burning eternal, but with the reality of knowing that Jesus is in you and because he's in you, you can do all things. We serve a living savior. Jesus is his name. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you now to repeat after me in faith from a believing heart. I want you to embrace this hope that you have, not just for this world, but for, for the world to come. You have an eternal hope. You will live forever. So declare this. Say, Father, I am convinced that your son Jesus died for me on the cross. I'm also convinced that you raised him from the dead with all power in his hand. I have no doubt in my heart concerning that. My faith is rooted in the resurrection. Since Jesus was raised from the dead, I know I shall be as well. And the fact that you already conquered Satan, hell, and the grave gives me a renewed strength today. I enter this day with a living hope. I have hope for this world and also for the world to come. Sin has no power over me. Death has no power over me. I am free from the power of sin. I am free from the fear of death. I live now and I will live forever. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org and sign up and get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. If you're born again, if you've accepted Jesus as Lord, you are going to live forever. You have a hope, not just for now, but for the world to come. You have a hope that will outlive this world. When you die, you don't die because you've done all the dying you're going to do. For you dying is just moving day. You go from time to eternity, from earth to heaven, uh, from here to there, and you will forever be with the Lord. You have a living hope because you have a living Savior. Jesus is his name. Listen, do me a favor before you leave the screen. Share this message on your social media, on your timeline, with your friends. We got to let everyone everywhere know about Jesus and what he did for them. God raised him from the dead, and you and I, since we're in Christ, will be raised from the dead. God bless you.